Welcome back to Inside Marketing Design, a show where we take an in-depth look at how marketing design works at various tech companies. Today on the show, I'm speaking to Emily Kelly, who is the creative designer at Surrey Satellite Technology. So this is a space company, people. It was really fascinating to talk to Emily about how marketing design works within a space company, but it was also really interesting for me to just hear about how the space company itself functions and uh, yeah, what it does, what they aim for, how they work. Emily has been at the company for three years and she said she sort of stumbled into the space industry. Uh, she was working at an agency, but then saw this job listing and just thought she had to go for it because she already had an interest in space, but that's definitely been very solidified in the past three years at the company. Sorry satellite technology itself is a company that designs manufactures and tests satellites but also uh, works with other companies to get them launched too they've been around since 1985 and uh, emily said in the past few decades they've launched 69 different satellites in 22 different countries so we are talking very large scale in terms of this company's outputs i chatted with emily about how marketing and marketing design in particular is used to help win contracts for these satellites that they're building, testing, launching. But some of the things I learned in my chat with Emily was that although the scale of what our companies do is very, very different, a lot of our day-to-day -day work is more similar than I expected. So without further ado, let's get into my chat with Emily Kelly and a look inside marketing design at Surrey Satellite Technology. Welcome to Inside Marketing Design. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is very cool. I got very excited when you applied and saw, you know, there's a space company. And I was like, whoa, how does marketing design work at a space company? And then my second thought was, great, now I get to find out. <laughs> I've got Emily on the show. So that's awesome. Let's start by hearing a little about how uh, the marketing design team at Surrey Satellite Technology, um, how many other marketing designers are there and uh, do you sit like within the marketing team or a design team? Tell me a little bit about the team structure. Okay, so I'm a solo um, designer in-house, so it's all up to me. <laughs> I do sit within a marketing team. So we have a PR manager who I report to and okay. an events manager. Um, so it's just us three within the marketing team. And then okay. we recently have got a head of marketing. So we all sit underneath him and he then reports into the directors of the company. So that's our kind of sort of way in, in terms of kind of getting things signed off and bits and pieces like that. Um, so nobody, I, nobody reports to me directly. I just report into the PR manager. So it's just the three of us. It is quite a small team considering how many it people is. we have. <laughs> so what sort of like, what are you marketing? Um, I know that Surrey Satellite Technology, your your main thing that you offer to customers is manufacturing satellites, like helping with launches too. So is that uh, is that what you're marketing, what you're putting out there and what sort of materials yeah. are you usually making? So, um, yeah, we're usually kind of marketing in terms of doing satellite missions for um, countries. We do like a know-how sort of like training, mission training for people in country. So um, mm -hmm. we're always keen to do like customer training and get kind of countries building satellites. In terms of kind of what we use to market, 
um, stuff. I, there's there's really like all sorts. I do a lot of print and digital design, a bit of everything. This is really interesting for me because you're like a hardware tech company compared to yeah. what I do and what a lot of people do, which is software technology. And so the main things that I design as a marketing designer are, well, the website is the main thing. The website is kind of like the path that leads to sales. Um, I'm imagining for hardware at the scale that you have, you're not expecting people to come onto a website and click buy now and like purchase yeah. a satellite. <laughs> so yeah, what's, what sort of things do you focus on designing? Um, and what's, I guess, the mix between digital and print that you have? I mean, it would be great if people came onto our website and just bought immediately, but obviously our satellite missions are, you know, tend to be millions of pounds. Um, so, um, yeah, we do have, um, a real mix of kind of print and digital. And at the moment I'm doing a lot of digital stuff. I work on the company's kind of website, um, which we sort of redesigned when I started. We also rebranded when I joined the company as well. So that those were kind of two big things that I had to focus on as soon as I started. I mean, in terms of kind of our website and stuff like that, we kind of, we have to show a kind of range of platforms and, um, different orbits that we can put satellites into. We're obviously trying to attract quite a big audience in terms of kind of international customers and partners so it's it's something we have to kind of keep on top of and we have to keep in touch with our engineering teams to make sure that we are putting out the right information right. and the right figures all the time um obviously things get updated quite a lot so we have to make sure that we're kind of quoting the right sort of numbers all the time i prefer digital design in that respect to print design because things change so much within our industry (laughs) Um, so otherwise kind of digital design I've been doing a lot of like social media stuff and um, I do a lot of video editing as well is that mostly for social media videos yeah mainly and for our YouTube channel um, but also for like international conferences as well we tend to do um, sort of large-scale exhibitions and stand designs and they usually have a sort of video running on them as well in the background and then that kind of leads into print design so the large-scale exhibition sort of stuff and merchandise um mm-hmm. also sort of design posters and stuff i do what i find quite interesting is i do a lot of internal and external designs um Ooh, so, that is interesting yeah so i'm not only sort of you know decorating our buildings but i'm also kind of decorating you know externally and marketing stuff so it's it's quite interesting because our company's mostly made up of engineers and they think very differently to a designer and I really want to get across how you know amazing their work is and stuff like that it can be quite hard to translate you know some something that's very technical into something that's really visual <laughs> um, right yeah I can imagine that would be quite a challenge that's cool though that's a fun challenge to have and it sounds like you've got a really good mix of um, lots of different materials that you're designing where would you say the marketing team mostly focuses their efforts. Like uh, for me, for example, it is our website. And then um, also uh, social media, I suppose, and content in general is what the bulk of my work is around. It, it sounds like you've mentioned events here. Is that quite a big focus for, it is. for you? Yeah, we have quite a few. There's some key events for us during the year. Um, there's a couple of small satellite conferences that we really focus on. And there's also something called the IAC, which is the International astronomical i think um congress so that's just a large kind of gathering of kind of space industry and that's always a big one and moves around the world every year so um we like to get out sort of like key messages we try and work out what we're really trying to say and what we're really trying to sell usually there'll be like a specific platform or a specific mission that we really want to take ahead 
and that'll be something that we try and kind of market specifically at events and things we like to sort of submit papers and posters and things like that that's like a real space industry thing having like white papers and technical papers um so it's always it tends to be able to me to make them look good um so there's always quite a lot to focus on I find that my workload it does really like change throughout the year depending on whether we have events coming up I think in terms of social media since having me on board it's been more of a focus because we can put out more stuff we can Mm -hmm. I can quickly design things whereas before my manager was having to outsource all the design work to an agency so now she can literally come up to me and say oh I need this and I can just like quickly put it together so I think without blowing my own trumpet they benefit from having me (laughs) in-house of course they do they definitely do (laughs) yeah because I can you know quickly whip something up whereas you know an outside agency was struggling to understand what they wanted right it's such a technical and like in-depth subject matter to understand that having someone in-house is probably really powerful here because you can get to know the space industry and get to know uh the engineering speak i guess a little more than an external agency coming in could there's so many sort of acronyms and things like that when it comes to engineering and sort of technical things so my um my knowledge is is you know furthering (laughs) every day tell tell me teach me an acronym what is a cool space acronym that like what's your favorite one? Oh, that's a really good question i mean even just there's lots we have like a whole kind of list on our portal of acronyms that we use but um even things like we have an ait hall and okay. that's an what's assembly that? integration and testing hall so that's where okay. our satellites are built and so um, you have to completely gown up to go in and Whoa. i always find that really fun because i get to go and take photos of satellites in build and it feels very kind of um special to see something in person that's literally going to be you know taking pictures in space so that's yeah. always interesting i do have to remind people that i don't have an engineering background it's just a design <laughs> background i think a lot of engineers think i have some sort of background knowledge but i don't but i'm learning <laughs> you're just learning there on the job cool. yeah exactly <laughs> let's go into talking about um you mentioned before that your was it your your manager, the PR head of PR, would come to you and like be requesting something. Is that in the normal way that a project will start for you? That uh, your manager will request it from you? And I'm assuming like maybe someone else in the company has requested it of them. Is that sort of how the flow works? Yeah, so I sort of have two avenues. My manager will come to me and either someone's spoken to her head of engineering or something like that, or a director has come to her specifically and wants something specific done. Or I'll have an engineering team come towards me or just a single engineer who says, you know, I'm working on this, can you help me out? Um, But a lot of the time it is through my manager and we tend to sort of sit down together and try and work things out rather than just me going solo. um, Cool. that's the one thing I find hard because I am the only designer that I don't have anyone else kind of to bounce ideas off but yeah I think having my manager and the events manager they're from different walks of life it's good to bounce ideas off them as well but yeah a lot of the time it's just an email that comes directly to me and if I need to I'll go to my manager and say I'm not sure where to start with this or I'll just kind of do it myself I'm quite used to working independently so Mm -hmm. um that's something I can kind of usually get on with. <laughs> I think that's something that we learn as because I'm also a solo marketing designer. There is other designers in the company, but they work on very different things to me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm also just used to like hearing of a need and figuring it out myself. It's just what we do. I'm guessing you or like me don't get like a fully fleshed out brief for exactly what you need. No. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah. It tends yeah. to kind of evolve and you say, is this what you're looking for? And then I kind of like, not quite. And you go back to the 
drawing board. So yeah, I think in terms of problem solving, I've definitely, I'm definitely getting better at that because people don't always know what they want, do they? So right. yeah, it's working out what what's best for them. And when you work in-house as well, you get to know what people mean when they say certain things too. And then you can get it right the first time more often than not, I think, once you've been there as you have for three years, which is cool. Who signs off your work? Is it your manager? So you'd, they'd ask you to do something, you design it, you bring it back to them for like a final sign off, I suppose. Yeah, it tends to be my manager um, or it will just be kind of our head of marketing now that we have one. If not, it will be um, the director who sits above our head of marketing. But for things like a rebrand or when we redesigned um, the website, so I kind of designed the front end of it to get sign off for that. That went to our executive team and then it went to the sort of founder and the kind of managing director. So there's definitely different levels of sign off depending on how big the project is. But yeah, usually it will just be kind of within my team and the director above me. And is that who gives you feedback as well? on on work and um is that who you go to 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 get yeah get advice get feedback yeah I think um because we're we're all in usually in an open plan office I will kind of go to the sort of director and say is this what you're looking for um and if not we will just kind of sit around a table and discuss it so everyone the one thing I do like about my company is that no matter what level you're at it's very much an open door policy and we have that's good open plan offices so I could go and talk to anyone at any level and not feel, you know, um, that I was much lower than them or anything like that. There's no kind of hierarchy in terms of who you can talk to. So that's quite good in terms of figuring out what people really want. I feel I can talk to anyone. Yeah, I think that's the best way to get things done. I think that, um, tell me if you agree that feedback on designs can get sort of like warped if it comes through too many people. And it's just so good to hear it from the source, especially. Yeah. So let's talk about the website project in particular. Uh, you got the brief that you needed to redesign it. Who decided on the content for it? Like who decided this is what's going to go on our homepage and who like wrote the copy for the website? How did, how did that all work? Yeah. So um, initially we had a sort of sit down discussion with um, an outside agency that are local to us just in terms of them hosting it and the back end and things mm-hmm. like that. So at the moment um, it's a CMS that we can both me and the PR manager can go into and edit. The PR manager wrote all the copy for it. Um, we had a look at our old website, which was, I think it was it was pretty old in term, terms of like sort of 10 to 20 years old. Um, so it wasn't what? responsive. Wow. It wasn't responsive <laughs> at all. And it was more of a kind of, I don't know, it was almost like a site where all our missions lived on. And it was almost like a kind of history um, rather than innovative kind of thing feel which is what we've definitely got now it's much more modern and you can see what we're we're doing now rather than it was almost like an archive I think Um, right archive rather than a marketing piece of marketing material to like show things in its best light yeah Yeah. which I think until I came in we didn't really you know they didn't realize it had become like that until you get Mm. someone else's view um so obviously heritage is a really big thing to us because we've been going for over 30 years. So we definitely still wanted that. So we've managed to kind of have a section for kind of past missions. And I think that's that's one big thing about our company is that we like to focus on our heritage because a lot of um, the companies in the space industry are startups. They haven't been going that long. They don't have that experience. So that's something we really try to focus on in terms of the website. In terms of the design we've got more of a uniform look across digital and print now than there was before because 
outsourcing it was all kind of different styles and things like that um but yeah we kind of add and take away from the website all the time I think initially we tried to to kind of pare it back a bit because there was so much content we really worked on a kind of mega menu style of Mm -hmm. things because it was just so difficult to navigate (laughs) so who was making those decisions about what content to pare back um, and how to arrange it all was that you doing doing that work I think it it was sort of us as a team in terms of working out how to navigate to things and how far in like away in terms of reach they were so um more kind of our innovative stuff and our more recent missions are more at the forefront of our website whereas yeah before it was a, a, a you could see kind of everything and there was just menus upon menus and drop downs and so much so we definitely simplified it and uh did those decisions get made like were you all in a room together having a meeting do they get made by email how, how does that work these conversations that you're having I guess a bit of both. I mean, us as a small team, we'd every so often kind of pitch what we'd done so far to the exec mm-hmm. team um, and our kind of director and just say, look, this is the way we're going. Do you like the feel, the look and feel of this before we go any further, before we spend money with the agency? So um, between us as a team, we kind of exchange emails and have weekly check-ins as to what, you know, are we going in the right direction with this? And then we'd kind of go further and, you know, kind of pitch it and hope that they liked it <laughs> so that we didn't have to go back to the drawing board um yeah. but yeah it's kind of there's there's lots of back and forth um but mainly it's just between me and my team what does a normal day look like for you you go into an office I'm guessing when it's not pandemic times yes I do. <laughs> um, yeah take us through like a rough outline of the day in terms of meetings that you have when you'd get your work done all that sort of thing I usually work a nine to five day mm-hmm. um I go in and initially just kind of scroll through my emails to check and see what what's kind of going on and then I have like a kind of running to-do list of bits and pieces we usually have a weekly catch-up with just kind of my team but um because we kind of all sit near each other we tend to kind of go to each other's desks anyway so my manager regularly pops to my desk to ask for like social media posts and stuff like that and says you know I'll send you the copy via email so I'm used to kind of getting a lot of my work via email I don't tend to have a huge amount of meetings um and when I do they're usually kind of an hour nothing more than an hour sometimes because I'm part of the business development and sales team so um, our marketing team sits within that so sometimes I'll go to sort of business development meetings so that we know what we're gonna sort of push later in the year or what sort of missions and stuff we're really trying to um sell so that's always good for us to know in terms of like event graphics and stuff yeah how big is that team the business development and sales team that's a really good question I mean it's made up of a lot of bids and sales sort of managers and um I have quite a few colleagues so I'd say maybe like probably maybe 15 of us maybe okay so it's still like a not huge in terms of team size no no but yeah other than that in terms of work it's really it's quite random at times um so I can be video editing um doing kind of branding digital print design internal design so posters interior design so I helped redesign our cafe um (laughs) so people come through for everything I mean photography of missions and stuff like that I get to do um mission patches so when we're launching a mission I get to oh my gosh make mission patches it's great fun (laughs) (laughs) all the way to designing stickers for um rocket nose cones so (laughs) 
yeah it can be it can be a poster for you know a corridor or a sticker for a rocket rocket. yeah Yeah. so it really varies which I kind of love because I don't now that I've kind of got into this job I don't think I could just be a graphic designer even though that um, I have a graphic design degree I think I love being a kind of creative marketing designer because I can do a bit of everything Um, yeah that makes sense and it never gets boring (laughs) all of these projects it sounds like there's a lot I mean obviously the rebranding the company and they're doing the website those are big projects that take a long time but um What's the timeline look like for something like a mission patch or a sticker for a rocket nose cone? What's the timeline between when someone asks for it and when you're expected to have it done and finished by, usually? In terms of a mission patch, sometimes it can be quite a last minute thing um, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, the product's been really busy or it can be something that they think of um, right at the start of the project kickoff because they want to have that kind of look and feel they want to have a logo for documents. Sometimes they want to do merchandise and things like that. A lot of my um, mission patches are made into merch. So things like stickers, like lunch boxes, things like that, um, that are like given away at events or given to our kind of employees. So I do usually have to think about it like a couple of months in advance just so that we get that stock in. But how long do you get to design it, even if it is a couple of months in advance? Like how long are you, are you able to spend on it? Usually it's not that kind of restrictive, so I can cool. I can kind of spend like a week or two on it if I need to. I kind of bounce ideas to and from via email to my manager before I would go back to the project team and say, I've got this one. Um, yeah. And I know not to give them too many options, to kind of mm-hmm. give them two or three options, um, just to kind of narrow it down a bit because like I say, like engineers think very differently um, and I, I think it's better to give them a kind of like smaller range (laughs) of things how do you know when you've done a good job at your work like um how's your work measured or i don't know yeah how how do you know when you did well on a project that's a really good question because a lot of the time i don't always know and it kind of it's kind of accepted and moved on and people are like yep great thanks um right but a lot of the time my manager will kind of sit me down and say thank you for doing this you know i think if I'm doing something for engineering, they're very busy. They're building satellites. They're building things that launch into space. So I don't always get that sort of feedback, but usually it's quite sort of positive. If I'm doing merchandise for the company, people will come and they'll email me and they'll say like, thank you for things like that. So it just depends what it is, but people are always like really positive um, towards anything I do. So posters in the corridors and things like that, people come to me and say they like them. So that's always good. (laughs) Yeah, that's always really nice. What about in terms of, is is there any, how do you set goals uh, within the team? Do, is, do you sort of just take on the work as it comes and that's the goal is just to get the work done? Or like in my company, we have every quarter different goals of like things we need to achieve that are set at the start of the quarter. And then, you know, at the end we measure how they went. Do you do anything similar to that? We do have um, like performance reviews every yep. like um like once or twice a year I think okay um so I'll sit down with my manager and we'll discuss sort of bigger goals so in terms of like software I want to learn training I want to go on that sort of thing um so that's more personal to me which is quite good so some of my performance reviews have been you know this year we're focusing on the website and that becomes my main goal the past year we haven't had one big thing to focus on so um 
that's when I kind of look into training and things like that. So if I do have any quieter periods, I can kind of fill my time. It's a real mix of stuff that just comes in and then becomes a big project. So sometimes right. a video will become a big project because it's something we're trying to market internationally. Um, or yeah, it's usually things that just come in that we pick up. Is the marketing team held to any like particular number of um, like new satellites launched or something, new customers coming in? Um, is there anything like that that the or the business development team needs to meet that you're aware of? I think it's difficult to have to have targets in terms of kind of selling satellites and things like that because it can take kind of from kickoff to launch. It can take between sort of two and five years Whoa. to get something <laughs> up there in space. Yeah. So it, it is difficult. I mean, as a business, obviously we have, you know, financial targets and things like that but I think within our teams and things we're just we're always trying to do the best that we can we don't have kind yeah, of, of set figures just because it is it's a really weird industry in terms of kind of going from a contract signature to launching something can take you know a really long time um, which yeah is something very I've... different from my industry where it's you know we offer free accounts for our software and so there's like we're expected to be getting thousands per day sort of thing yeah it um, is it's yeah. it's weird in that respect because i think the first year i started we had a few launches whereas this year we haven't launched anything yet so right it, it in terms of workload it really does does change um yeah so that's something i've had to get used to <laughs> yeah interesting You've talked a little bit about what some of the main challenges are for you in your role in marketing design at, sorry, Satellite Technologies, you know, being the only designer there, um, that can be tough. What are some of the other main obstacles that you face in, in your role? I think I do struggle a bit with sort of imposter syndrome because there isn't any kind of, you know, anyone else I can compare myself to, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that does make sense. Yeah, so obviously I have to stay inspired myself. I have to kind of look online and things like that. So there's not Is that really... why then getting feedback internally, like when someone sees a poster and tells you that they liked it, that must mean a lot. Um, it does, yeah. You know, just because that's all you can measure it by, right? Because exactly. you, you don't have someone else to compare to. Yeah, yeah. so it's... I, I've learned that I can bounce ideas off other people and actually, you know, engineers are really creative and they have, you know their minds work differently but they can still like visualize things um but I think the challenge is that you know if I don't know something I can't there's no one to go to <laughs> um so I have I'm, I'm very good at looking up things online I think a lot of designers are aren't they you know yeah. if you have a query in software or something you don't know how to do something you just look it up um so there is that it would be nice to be able to go to someone but you know it's it's something I've kind of learned in terms of problem solving that I can usually you know sort things out myself <laughs> yeah google is your co-worker in this literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i know that feeling all too well <laughs> yeah i'd love to know what the because you have this agency background and now you're working in-house so that in itself is different but um what are some of any differences you've noticed between the kind of projects you worked on the agency and the the work itself for a space company i think i mean i was I was a junior designer at that stage, so I didn't have as much responsibility as I do now. Mm -hmm. But I think within an agency, I didn't have as much of a say. And I was right. very much moving logos around designs and things like that. I wasn't really creating. I was just kind of making for the sake of making a graphic sort of thing. Um, so I do think I am more listened to and I am cool. more kind of heard. I think it was really good for me to work in an agency and just see how that worked and see 
I think there was definitely more of a hierarchy and it would have been difficult to talk to different people whereas now I think people appreciate that I have design skills and they don't so they'll come to me and ask me something so right I think it's definitely been like a learning curve in that sense I don't think I would go back to working in an agency now that I've worked in-house um, I quite like being the kind of go-to sort of person yeah. sounds like you've got quite a lot of autonomy in terms of you know people trusting you as the designer you are the design expert in the company you know can you come up with your own ideas for projects too like I don't know say there's a new a new poster idea you've got or you've got an idea for a social media post do you have the autonomy to just go ahead and make that Yeah, I think I do. I think that's something I've kind of grown to, you know, when you initially start, you're like, oh, can I make suggestions? But um, yeah, I do. I think when we reached like 10k followers on Twitter, I was like, can can we do a little like social media post about that? Can I do a graphic for that? And she was like, yeah, sure, go for it, do it. Cool. So it's very much if I see something and I think, oh, we could hop on that. She's very much like, yeah, go for it. Send it to me. I'll I'll put it on social media. So that's quite nice. I feel like I can say oh I've got an idea and people will listen so that's good (laughs) that's cool I feel like I'm like a little surprised to hear how similar in a way our roles are being from completely different industries um in terms of like out the way we do our work and the workload and all that sort of thing I just kind of feel like I expected the space industry to be much more strict with controlling your designs and like I don't know many levels of approval to get something out there because it feels like the stakes are just so much higher than what I do but it sounds like your company like just trusts you and your marketing team to to get the work done. So yeah, that's really cool. I think if I was working in a bigger uh, space company, that would be much different. Right. But I think we're just, you know, 350 people. We're at that nice size that we're not in the thousands. So I think, yeah, we are very trusted, which I do appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. There's a lot of people out there who love talking about design tools. And so I've got to make sure that I include this in the episode. Um, what What is the main software that you use for designing in? Um, I use um, Adobe CC. So yep. that's the creative suite. All of the things. Yeah. <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> Literally live in that. So um, yeah, I'm the only one in my company who uses that that software. So it can be a little bit difficult sometimes to say, oh, I want to design it in this <laughs> um, because everyone's used to microsoft office oh fun (laughs) yes i mean yeah that can be a little bit difficult let's end by talking about what you love most about your job specifically about you know working at this company that you're at what are some of your your favorite parts of what you do i think my favorite part is is being able to work on something different every day and having that variety every day so I'm not just kind of sat in one program. I'm doing lots of bits and pieces all the time and constantly kind of picking up requests from people to do, you know, videos and graphics and things like that. So I don't feel like I'm just kind of stuck in one. Right, you can never get bored. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think also one thing I love is being able to talk to engineers and just having that input because it's it's something I'm always, I can always learn about. So I really love kind of having that sort of interaction with people and hearing about what other people are doing every day. And that sort of inspires my work. At the end of the, end of the day, I'm really just here to make them look good and their work look good, I think. <laughs> right. And some of the stuff they do is insane. Um, so I do enjoy kind of marketing something totally different, totally, you know, something that people aren't used to so totally. I like getting creative with that <laughs> yeah that's awesome how does it feel when you see something you've designed on like a literal thing that's going to be sent to space weird <laughs> in a nutshell and just seeing 
images from the engineers who have taken them at the launch site and being like, oh, Emily, your sticker. And I'm just being like, whoa, that is, you know, in sort of India being launched right now. And it's in right. like low Earth orbit or something. And I'm just like, oh, my design's in the atmosphere. <laughs> that is so cool. I yeah. know. <laughs> I've, I've got to somehow put that on my CV, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be needed to be the headline on your website. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do that. <laughs> maybe you should. Um, well, thank you, Emily, for sharing all this information. It's yeah, been really interesting to me. And like I said, to hear that the differences aren't actually as extreme as I expected between software and hardware and, you know, software tech and, and space tech. Where can people go to find out more about you? Is there anything, any social media or website you want to pitch? So my website is emilyinspace.design and that has my social media links and you can also see um, some of my work. So some of the stuff on the rockets I've mentioned and things like that, just so that, yeah, if you're interested in having a look. And I'm sure everyone will be. I'm also going to leave a link to the article that you wrote on Medium about your job because I think that was a really interesting read and uh, people should go and check that out too. So yeah. Thanks for being here, Emily. Thanks for giving us a look inside marketing design at Sorry Satellite Technologies. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I still can't quite get over the fact that somewhere floating above us is a design that Emily made on a satellite. That is that's very cool. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you taking the time to go over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and a review. It helps us get the show out there in front of more people. Remember, this is available in both video and audio form, and you can find both at insidemarketingdesign.co or just type Inside Marketing Design into YouTube, into whatever podcasting app you use, and you'll find it there. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a good week, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.